everybody and welcome back to the pub trivia experience my name is chris and tonight we have got a packed house to play disney trivia if you thought you knew everything about disney i guarantee you know more than me but fortunately i am teamed up with a disney expert you know him uh every one out of five of you like him jeff how you doing my friend Oh, you know, I'm hanging in there, excited to be playing Disney with you. That's because it's going to make you look good. I'm not sure about Speaking that. Speaking of good, what's in your glass? Well, you know, I am... Uh, I tried to kill off a couple bottles tonight, so I just threw them in an infinity bottle. And I decided to go with the Waden Single Barrel. And that is what I'm drinking tonight. That Waden's is good stuff. I'm a big fan. I enjoy it. Um, I wish I had anything that classy. Uh, you do. I have <laughs> you do. Uh, no, I am. Well, I do. I'm not drinking it tonight. Tonight, I am drinking Walking Dead Spirit of the Apocalypse, a twelve dollar bottle that you can get anywhere. Although I walked into a liquor store, they wanted thirty five dollars for it. I laughed and walked out. Um, they also wanted seventy five dollars for a bottle of Eagle Rare, so I really laughed and walked out. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm mixing it with some Coke Zero because I need caffeine. Um, I actually have been feeling like crap the last three days, so I had to go get a rush COVID test done today. I it, it's negative. It's negative. I I just feel like crap for no reason. So that's that's one thing. But you know the the bourbon and the diet Coke or the Coke Zero is going to clear it up. Marissa, though, you're here. You're hosting Disney trivia. I am assuming this is your happy place. Uh. Probably close to. <laughs> if only the midpoint question was about Harry Potter, then Marissa would be completely satisfied tonight. But okay, then she'd still have something to complain about. <laughs> Marissa, what are you drinking? <laughs> always, always. <laughs> At least I'm in a better mood tonight than I was <laughs> Saturday. What's in your glass, Marissa? Uh, today I have... Uh, St. Augustine rum mixed with Old City Gate, passion fruit, and some club soda. That sounds soda. delightful. I it would is. change my Walking Dead bourbon for that, but I am not driving over there. <laughs> We're heading out west all the way to a city that we think is further east than Chicago. We are going to Huntsville, Alabama. Mike, Nikki, and Romeo. How y'all doing tonight? We're doing pretty good. Yeah, we're, we're basically squeezed on this little cat. Well, there he, yeah, now he we're, left. We're trying to rearrange ourselves for a basset hound. But. Yeah, he, he, he's not comfortable, apparently. Uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Oh, and uh, Mike, what are you drinking? Because I know, I know you've got. Oh, of course. Uh, this is the. I'm going to screw this up. This is actually a beer out of Germany. It's the Echt Schlenferla Eich Doppelbach. It's a. Uh, it's a Rausch beer style, so it's basically like uh, drinking a chimney, but uh, it's a very smoky beer. But it's actually really, really good. Uh, I saw the Doppelbach on the front label and I usually like Doppelvox but I didn't read the back label and I usually don't like Rauch beers but I actually really like this one and that's an actual big ass bottle so cheers my friend <laughs> cheers. I know I was looking at that thing it's like a huge bottle Nikki are you indulging tonight oh I'm being pretty good tonight um I don't have any alcohol <laughs> but I do have um some green tea in a Tinkerbell mug for the occasion so 
figured it was festive. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, listeners, not even guys, because there are women that listen to, but everybody, I am very, very excited to bring back uh, w- literally one of my favorite guests we've ever had on, Stu from Things I Got Wrong, living in Chicago, where there's, I'm assuming, 37 feet of snow. My friend, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing, Chris? I'm I'm doing well. I got a drink. I am on an epic losing streak on my own damn podcast. Life is pretty good. Perfect. I mean, that's, you know, that's my motto, too. Like, I... Hold down the fort constantly. So there you go, <laughs> Stu. What are you? What are you drinking? Thanks for having me back on, dude. It's I a am, pleasure, uh, man. I'm uh, I'm drinking. It's not because our last discussion had Stevens Point root beer. We were talking about that, mm-hmm. or at least beer. And then I got a craving for it, and so I ordered some, but it's not here yet. So I'm uh, just drinking uh, normal root beer. Okay. Uh, to satiate that craving for a short term. Hey, hey, handle handle yourself. Uh, I am not a root beer guy, so more for you. Uh, Stu, tell our listeners real quick, where can they find the Things I Got Wrong podcast if they are somehow living under a rock and have not heard, you know, seven or eight of our other episodes? Thanks. Um, Yeah, so you can find Things I Got Wrong uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your regular podcasts. Uh, You can also go to thingsigotwrong.com to check out show notes and trivia and more. Um, But yeah, anywhere you get normal podcasts, we are there. Things I Got Wrong at Trivia. Show notes, Jeff. That's something we might want to consider doing. Uh, what no? would that be like? Uh, it would be correcting all the things Probably. that Chris screws up throughout the. Uh... <laughs> uh, we'll get it out of the way now, Mike. What would the show notes be for episode two? <laughs> <laughs> the show notes were given live for episode two, but they would, of course, be that Stanley Kubrick did not, in fact, direct Psycho. You're stealing my one per cast from me this early. Come on, man. <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> We're going to keep the jaunt west going. We're going out to Dallas, Texas, although he corrects me every time because he's not in Dallas. He's in like Fort Worth or something. I don't even care. Steven, how you doing, my friend? I'm from goddamn Cowtown, not that hoity-toity Mercedes-Benz Dallas asshole thing there on the other side. Know yourself, Chris. Come on. I know myself pretty well. So are you, you're in Fort Worth then? Where are you? I'm actually like, if I roll out my door, I'm in Fort Worth. Okay. Um, there is a bar in Fort Worth. I think it's called the Library. That is a lot of fun. It is built like a library. But when you walk in, there's a gigantic whiskey bar in the middle of it. Neither here nor there. We are here to play Disney trivia, and we are going to pass it off to our quiz master for the evening, Marissa. Apparently, back. Tell us what uh, our teams are, and tell us what we're in for. So well in the first Disney episode a couple years ago. (laughs) We'll see how he does. Got one question right. See how he does this time. So today, I've named this Disney trivia 2.0 because I'm so creative. (laughs) (laughs) And this time, it's personal. (laughs) Your teams this evening are going to be. Mike and Nikki versus Stu and Steven versus Jeff and Chris. Disney Trivia 2.0. You're going to have four rounds, four questions per round. Each question is going to be 10 points. You're also going to have a warm-up and a halftime. Then, of course, the all-dreaded wager round at the end. Your warm-up round is a complete the list. Each team will take a turn 
attempting to complete a top 10 list, two points for each correct answer. If a team gets their answer wrong, they lose the opportunity to continue on to the complete the list. Your list is the top 10 highest domestic lifetime grossing Disney and Pixar animated films, not adjusted for inflation. Let's start with Stu and Steven. Uh, we're going to go with The Lion King. Can you clarify which one? Um, the original. <laughs> and you're picking up two points. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the 90s the animated 90, 1994 sorry, animated film. Sorry, I should film. specify, okay. yes. Not the live action remake. <laughs> it is technically considered a, an animated film, but I am not considering it one for this list. By the way. Just letting you know. Um, oh. Oh, just to clear it up for me, we're not including the Marvel films, right? Because technically... No, no, no. This is just going to be Disney-Pixar animation. Okay, good. Disney and Pixar. Not gotcha. just Disney-Pixar, but Disney and Pixar. <laughs> okay. You went with The Lion King, 1994, and you are picking up two points. You have found number 10. Sweet. Oh, there's our basement. <laughs> Lion King made... Uh, $312 million in 1994 for its gross opening. Or, sorry, gross lifetime. Uh, Mike and Nikki? Just to clarify, you did say not adjusted for inflation, correct? It is not adjusted for, for gross, so or for inflation, sorry. Not adjusted for inflation. I don't, that's why I'm a little less... If you could pull that microphone closer to your mouth, that'd be great. That, that's why that's just why I'm a little more wary about some of those. But I think oh, I think okay. I think the one I just said, I'm, I'm pretty sure, given it's yeah, okay. is, isn't that on there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure it so is. I think that's I mean, that yeah. seems like low hanging fruit. You want to yeah. get that? We'll just go. With, yeah, we're going to go with Frozen. Frozen is on the list at number six at 400 million. Jeff and Chris. Uh, go ahead. Toy Story 3. And you have found number five, Toy Story 3, at $415 million. Stu and Chris, or Stu and Steven? Mm. Oh, we can't do it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, Frozen 2. Frozen 2 comes in at $477 million and is number three on the list. Mike and Nikki? You put me on the team with Mike. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cars. I'm sorry. Cars is not on the list. Jeff and Chris. Always adjust the shit for inflation. It's such bull. Take it. Uh, we're going to go for Toy Story 4. And you found number four. Toy Story 4 comes in at $434 million. Stu and Steven. Uh-huh. Hashing it out really quick. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm okay going oh. with yours. But I think that one might be better. Uh, let's go with yours. I think that that's a much better shot. Okay, we're going to go with uh, The Incredibles 2. 
Incredibles 2 has come in at a whopping $608 million. It is number one on your list. Yes, you rock, Steven. Jeff and Chris? Uh, I'm I'm okay with either of those, Jeff. I don't I can't place where either one of them would have been as far as box office grosses, but I'm assuming they're both up there. Yeah, it's hard. Um we're gonna go with Inside Out. Inside Out made three hundred and fifty six million and is number seven on your list. Whew. Stu and Steven, do you need to know which ones are still up? Yeah, if we could get a recap, I think that'd be helpful. Let's see here. You got... Two and eight, I believe. Two, eight, and nine are what are we looking for. So far, you've got Incredibles. Frozen 2. Toy Story 4, Toy Story 3, Frozen, Inside Out, and The Lion King. Let's go ahead and go with yours then. I feel like it might be one like that number eight. That's what I was thinking too. It might be eight or nine. Uh, We're going to go with Finding Dory. Finding Dory comes in second at $468 million. Wow. Way more than I expected. Yeah. Chris and Jeff? Uh, I mean, Jeff, we, we're we down to that one or this one, mm. I think. Yeah. I, I, don't like, I don't like your answer for the reason I stated, yeah. so either of those I'm okay with. Yeah, let's go with the one you just did. Okay, we're going to go with the saddest movie ever made and say Coco. Coco is not on the list. Well, now I'm crying for a different <laughs> Stu and Steven, can you finish this out? Can you find number eight and number nine? Um, just a moment. You're the only ones You're left. The only ones you left yep. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Okay. So as we discussed, uh, sequels tend to make more money usually, and the newer the better because we're not using inflation. Right, right. Um. I'm I'm hesitant to say Toy Story 2. Like, I know it did well, but I don't think that it would be that high. Though, if The Lion King made it from the 90s and that was still on the list, maybe. Um, yeah, but The Lion King's been re-released in theaters, too. Oh, I guess it's true. So I think it might be a second run. Um, oh, that's a... Yeah, that's... Yep, go with that one. Yeah, I think that one. Okay, so we're going to guess Zootopia. Zootopia. Comes in at number eight at three hundred and forty one million dollars. Can you find number nine? Wow. What is number nine? Um, It's an upside down. Cars didn't make it. I doubt the car sequels would then because they got progressive. Certainly didn't. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. And three didn't. I don't know. Maybe three did. But like, I. Honestly, I, 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 so. I don't think so because Cars 2 is so panned. Um, so let's see, we've got Toy Story 4 and 3. Oh, Monsters University? I don't oh. know if that actually did as successful as we think, though. I, yeah, I feel like it wasn't that popular because Monsters, Inc. is one of the more popular 
Pixar's, right. but right. But um, it is newer, but it is newer. Yeah, that's the key thing. Oh, we guess Incredibles two. Have we tried Incredibles one? Maybe because it was popular. Yeah, I would say that that's a really good because, like, I think I even saw that twice in theaters. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I love it. So yeah, I'm okay with that. If you are, yeah, let's go with that. Okay, we're gonna guess The Incredibles. The Incredibles is not on the list. Uh-oh. Do I open it back up for everybody? Sorry. No? No, let's give the answer. All right. The movie you're oh, looking for man. at number nine with $339 million is Finding Nemo. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. If I had considered live, the live-action Lion King, which is technically considered an animated film, it would have come in at number two at $543 million. Well, but that was the ridiculous thing about the live-action really? Lion King. It was an animated film. Yes, <laughs> it, is, it, is a, it is an animated film. Animated live-action. It technically had one live shot. Yeah, so. Huh. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw I it. Did, so. I didn't bother. You don't, you don't oh, count your fashion. stars. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. I I knew why. (laughs) All right. Let's do a quick scores recap. Going into the first round of Disney trivia, we've got Chris and Jeff with six points, Mike and Nikki with two points, Stu and Steven with ten. You killed me so bad by not adjusting for inflation. I I'm sorry. I got all, I got all, you made me get all flustered. I'm sorry. I, I, got, I, fl- I got flustered too because I know the list when it's adjusted for inflation. Well, that's the I thing. Know, I figured you guys that, that would. I <laughs> if there's anyone that's going to know the inflation list, I knew it would be. Yeah. Be so we're, we're, do, we're doing entirely 21st century, so we're, we're gonna, not going to get any points the rest of this, <laughs> this game. Uh, Round one, a dreamer is born. When, you're, when you know the answer, go ahead and say lock. The last person, not, the last team not locked, go ahead and talk it out. Question number one. At the age of five, Walt's family moved from this major U.S. city to a farm in the small Midwest town of Marceline, Missouri, where he, first sold, his, where he sold his first sketches to neighbors. You have any idea where Walt Disney was born? I, I honestly only knew Missouri, so. They moved to Missouri. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Oh, I'm pretty sure. Let me run this by. Yeah. Yes. That, I believe. I I have no idea if that's right. No, Disregard no. the lock. I typed in lock and sent that before. No, no, no. You're right. Question. Oh. You're right. Okay. We'll, we'll lock well, in. You're as right as I think you're right. No. Okay, we can lock. All right, Mike and Nikki, talk it out. You don't. You don't know. Well, I, I should know this, but I just I'm always stuck on Missouri. I'm just trying to think. Right. I mean, I know, right. I, I, I would assume it was like Chicago, or unless unless it's just St. Louis. Yeah, you know? it could. I mean, he could have. I just don't know. He could have stayed in Missouri. Yeah, you know? I don't know why, but Chicago sort of. Ch- Chicago sounded more more head, right to me but than St. Louis. I don't know Louis. if that's right. I I know that. Main Street's all after his hometown of Missouri and all that, but I didn't realize he was actually not born there. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, I Ho- should know this, but yeah, and ho- hopefully that wasn't a reveal for a future question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you want to do Chicago? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Chicago. All right, we've got Mike and Nikki locked in with Chicago. Stu and Steven, what'd you lock with? We also went with Chicago. I think I kind of remember that from one of the many documentaries I've seen of Walt over the years. So, Chris and Jeff. 
Yeah, my only logic was it seems like people from big cities and they move to the, the suburbs, they kind of stay close to home. So Chicago seemed like might be the biggest city in that area. So we said Chicago. And we've got Jeff and Chris with Chicago. And your correct answer is Chicago. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Good job, everyone. We, Way to carry the we, team, yay. Chris. That's my one right. You're out <laughs> on the rest of the game. See, Chris, you do <laughs> know something. No, I use logic. <laughs> we gain no ground. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. While most are familiar with Walt and his brother Roy, Elias and Flora Disney had other children. How many siblings did Walt have in, to- in total, including Roy? Five bonus points if you can name them. All right, Mike and Nikki are ready to lock in. Mike and Nikki are locked. Do we have to name all of them for the bonus? Oh, well. Yes. You gave us Walt and the other one, right? So we have to name however many are left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess we're ready to lock in two. Yeah. All right. We've got Stu and Steven locked. Jeff and Chris, go ahead and talk it out. Yeah, well, this is going to be quality entertainment because we're both <laughs> big Disney files. Um, but I live with one. I think we have a number. We have a number. Yeah, right? we have a number. I do. You live, live with, with two. two. Um, and one of them's only eleven. So, um, I am quite certain though that there were five s- children. Um, so that would be four siblings. Yeah, and I've heard that somewhere. I couldn't name any of them. I'm assuming they're all old. So the name I threw out there was Susanna. Yep. And I threw out Herbert. I think that might have been one. Oh. But I don't know. I'm trying to remember. These okay, these people, they just walk around and talk about Disney in my house, and I have no idea. All right, well, let's just lock in another number because, well, I got no other idea. Okay, we're going to lock in with four, and we're going to go with Herbert, Walker, Susanna, and Jacqueline. What? I'm going to pay for that. I'm Before we just, just keep going. getting even more lost in Chris's naming of people, we're going to head over to two... Stu and Steven. Uh, we locked in with four, and we have no guesses on the names. Okay. See, that's what we should have done. Mike and Nikki? We also locked in with four siblings, and we went with Roy, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Your correct answer is four. The names of your siblings, or the names of Walt's siblings, are Herbert, Raymond, Roy, and Ruth. I knew Ruth sounded familiar when he said that. I would mm-hmm. never pulled it, but I knew he had you one sister. Ruth. That was like a Ruth. Right. one sister. <laughs> he had one sister, and his mother held him back so that he could attend elementary school with his sister. Oh. Interesting fact. Hmm. And everyone's picking Woo-hoo. up points. Woohoo! And we're still not gaining ground. <laughs> Question number three. After the failure of iWorks Disney commercial artists in 1920, Walt forms this company that produces advertising and topical shorts, along with his first series of animated fairy tales that were shown at the local Newman Theater. Unfortunately, this company would go bankrupt in 1923. 
Jeff, I'm okay with that answer. I don't have a bet. I don't have any idea. Yeah, we're we're pretty confident. We're gonna lock in. All right, Chris and Jeff are locked. I mean, I. Okay, we're gonna lock. All right, Nikki and Mike, go ahead and talk it out. We have, yeah, we have whatever came between Iwerms and Disney apparently. Um, something, I mean, something fairy tale. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, I just don't, I don't know if fairy tales was like the primary focus. It sounds like it was more advertising and then it would, they just happened to also produce a, so uh, I, don't know. I don't know, but didn't some of them maybe come into his stuff? Like didn't, I, I want to say like, maybe he did something like with like three little pigs That's and, right, then they, exa- and then they kind of exactly. came into his other things. I was actually wondering that too. So could it just be like three little pigs production? <laughs> sure. Why not? That sounds good. Let's, let's, that's a guess, that's a guess, which is more than we had All up right. until five the seconds three ago. Three little pig production. Okay, we've got Mike and Nikki with Three Little Pigs Productions. Stu and Steven? Uh, <laughs> we weren't sure at all. Uh, fairy tale films? And Jeff and Chris? And we locked in with Monsters Incorporated. <laughs> I'm sure some of you will kick yourselves when you hear this. But Walt made a series called Laughograms. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. His, oh. fir- the, his company, after his uh, company with iWorks, was Laughagram Films, Inc. Okay. You're right. I'm kicking myself. For I know you aren't. You don't care. That I mean, it sounds from it, now when you say <laughs> it, like, it, it, it rings a bell, but I never would have gotten there. I care. I just had no idea. Wow. Good that was question. a really good Actually, question. Actually, a really yeah. good question. That's a deep... That's a really deep cut, Marie. So hardcore Disney fans are going to love that. So it was a, it was an originally called well they were called Newman Laughograms because they were shown at the Newman Theater. Newman. Yeah. Oh, there was a hint in there. I wasn't smart enough to get it. Nice. <laughs> That's done. okay. It's all right. That's a hell of a question. Oh, we should yeah. have guessed like Wayne Thanks. Knight Productions or something like that with the Newman hint. <laughs> no points on that question. Question number four. Shortly after Walt joined his brother Roy in Hollywood in July of 1923, the two formed the Disney Brothers Studio after signing a contract with Margaret Winkler to continue the production of this whimsical live-action series in which a young girl interacts with animated characters. Stephen and Stu can lock in. (laughs) I think Stephen and Stu just locked in. Did Steven and Stu lock? Jeff, I'm good with that. I don't have any a better. I don't have a better guess. Well, that's good. Me neither. <laughs> Wait. Right, so, did Steven and Stu lock? Did Steven and Stu lock? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, Mike and Nikki, go ahead and talk it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people. We know it's okay. Yeah, we just we just haven't hawed too long. I think. Um, I mean, we don't. We don't. Yeah, we we we, we, cer- we certainly don't know. We're we're pursuing the line of thought. Uh, uh, you said about, continuing. You said continuing a series. A so. series. So, and I, I don't know the the name sort of sounded familiar that you said. I'm wondering if it was some kind of book series or something. Right. Um, right. But I. The don't. problem is, I can't. The only children's book series that I can name around that time is um, Wizard of Oz, which obviously wasn't Margaret Winkler. Um, yeah. And yeah, 
Um, That's the only, yeah, the only series I would. With yeah, the I mean, you mentioned, the- yeah, you mentioned, you you did mention Alice in Wonderland. That's they could have done. Well, there's just there's been so many TV ver- or different live action. Well, sure, but but that might have been, you know. Um, I don't know. Do you want to go with Wizard of Oz? Um, like a Wizard of Oz series. <laughs> sure. That that's sure. yeah. That, a Wizard that's of fair. Oz series. Dorothy series. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mike and Nikki with Wizard of Oz. Jeff and Chris. Uh, well, now I hate my guess. Um, cool. Now Chris is shitting on it even more. All right. Um, Just go with it. <laughs> so the first thing and the only thing that came to mind from your clue to me was Alice. Um, Alice in Wonderland. I don't know what answer you need to be in there, but um, yeah, I went with Alice in Wonderland. Okay, Stu and Steven. Go ahead, Steven. So I'm pretty sure it was called the Alice Comedies. I'm kind of iffy on comedies, but I think that's what the series was called. So while at Laughagram, Disney, Ub Iwerks, and their staff made the first Alice comedy, a one reel that they only used to show to producers. From that came the Alice comedies. So Stu and Steven are picking up 10 points. Uh, I don't know if we want to argue for Jeff and Chris. If they had said something other than the actual name of it, I would <clears> argue. But no, if they got the name of it, I can't. No. Jeff, All I don't right. know about you, but I can't, I can't argue with that. Nope. I 100% agree. Stu and Steven picking up 10 points. Ooh. I can't believe you knew that. <laughs> well, I, I knew it was Alice, and I didn't know if it was cartoons or comedies. But yeah, nice work. All right. Score update going into the second round. We've got Jeff and Chris with 26 points. We've got Mike and Nikki with 22. And we've got Steven and Stu with 40. Round two, from Hyperion to Burbank. After a budget dispute and an attempted takeover of Walt Disney Studios by film distributor Charles Mintz in 1927, Walt abandons his first successful cartoon character for the sake of the studio. What is the name of this animated critter that would remain with Universal until he faded into obscurity? Mike and Nikki can lock in. We can lock in. Stu and Steven can lock in. So Jeff and you're the, you and I are the only ones left. Um, so 1927, because I think like this is before Snow White and all that, because that was in the 30s. All right. Uh, when was like Steamboat Willie? It's got to be before that as well. I mean, it's got to be after the split as well. So what was before Steamboat Willie? Um, wasn't it would have been like Mortimer Mouse that's, or anything, right? Well, that's what I was thinking is wasn't there like a Mortimer before there was Mickey? Or no, no, no. We talked about that. Yeah, we've had that conversation outside of this. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. 
I mean, that might be the best guess we have. I don't think it's right. But. Well, hold on. No, there's another way to look at this. So Universal's a rather large production company. So what would be something that they would have had? Well, um, if it was old, I'm going to walk, uh, walk down that old section said, Mercy, of Universal. Critter, right? Critter. You've been to Universal in a while? Okay. Yes, but I'm trying to remember the old section. Remember so. the old section where they have all the like old cartoons and stuff? I'm trying to think what was there before they made it like the Jimmy Neutron ride and all that. Wasn't there a Woody Woodpecker area over there? But he hasn't really faded. I guess he kind of has faded into obscurity, but I wouldn't know if I'd consider a woodpecker a critter. Well, wasn't... Oh, that was Looney Tunes, though, wasn't he? He might have been. I have no idea. Oh. What, like a critter is like a woodland creature, right? That's what I'm thinking. Like a squirrel or a pheasant or a ferret. Or a mouse. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> or a... Or a, a, a mouse, rabbit. a rat, a rat, a rabbit. So what are like so Universal Studios? What do they have that kind of fits into that realm? Uh, what's bothering me is like Mortimer might be the best guess that we have, <laughs> and it's not right. So you're saying it's not Betty Boop? No, it's not Jessica Rabbit. Ooh. <laughs> it's Lola. Her name is Lola. Um, I don't know. We got to lock it in. She'll be forever. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to go with? Um, I don't think it's Mortimer, but it's a name, and we have it, and it's old, so let's lock it in. Yeah, we'll go Mortimer. All right, we got Jeff and Chris going with Mortimer. Jeff and Chris locked with Mo- with Mortimer. Stu and Steven. Go ahead. Uh, we went with Oswald, the lucky rabbit. I've heard of that. Oh. Mike and Nikki? <laughs> we most definitely went with Oswald, the lucky rabbit. New. Your correct answer is Oswald, the lucky rabbit. Knew we should have gone to in, two- <laughs> in, tw- in 2006, <laughs> the Walt Disney Company would reacquire ownership of Oswald and any of the other Disney-made cartoons that were left behind. Did you say 2006? I've heard of Oswald. 2006. Mm hmm. 80 years. Question number two. This historic restaurant was the first of its kind, or so they say, and was popular, was a popular spot for Walt, his animators, and Imagineers to dine. Name this iconic Scottish themed restaurant dubbed the Studio Commissary. Lock it. Are you sure? I got nothing. Yeah, we'll lock. Jeff and Chris are locked. We can lock. Mike and Nikki, talk it out. Could it be, this is weird, but do you remember the Tilted Kilt restaurant in Clearwater that was like Scottish themed? <laughs> Could it be like the first girly restaurant, like where you had like the scantily clad <laughs> oh, women? Oh. And, and they were wearing kilts, like, maybe, you know, dressed in, like, the Scottish maybe, thing. I mean, I mean, maybe that's where he took his imagination. Because I didn't catch, yeah, I didn't catch the first of its kind thing, but, I mean, it could be that. Like, when I, I was thinking, like. I don't think it's something in Disney World. Like, no, I mean, it, I mean, it very well might not be, but when I think of, like, Scottish-themed, uh, I didn't think of that at first. I was thinking, like, oh, it could have, like, like the like Highland something in there or mm-hmm. something like that, you know. But. Um, sure. I mean, oh, just I, wait, I don't know if we have anything, anything else. I don't have anything better. 
I'm not even sure. We're going with the tilted kilt. <laughs> All right, Mike and Nikki with the tilted kilt. Stu and Steven? <laughs> we went with Venegans. <laughs> Happy anniversary from everyone at Stu and Steven with Venegans. Jeff and Chris? Uh, we went that famous Scottish West restaurant, Westerwant. <laughs> restaurant Haggisville. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Bring it on down <laughs> to Haggisville. <sighs> that just sounds so Very appetizing. <laughs> so, this, this, <laughs> this restaurant was built in 1922 and is considered the first themed restaurant. Uh, you can go and you can ask to sit in booth 31 at the Tam O'Shanter. Awesome. It was. It, is that the answer? <laughs> Tam O'Shanter. The Tam O'Shanter. Yes. No, it's the Tam O'Shanter called the Tam. It's a very, very well known. Yes, that's a thing uh, that people know, Jeff. Come on, man. Yeah, very, very well known. All right. So it was, it so was I, called the Studio Commissary because it was across the street from the Hyperion Studio. I mean, Haggisville. I really want to give you points just for creativity I like there. Yeah, that was feel good. free. I feel like Haggisville could like, just show up somewhere in the Magic Kingdom. Right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, no points on that question. Question number three. What is the name of the film that won the Academy Award for Best Two Real Documentary in 1949? This was the first film in the True Life Adventure series and one of the film's industry's earliest nature documentaries. That's, that's, that fine. Sounds good. that's fine. All right, we'll lock in. Mike and Nikki are locked. Okay, we can lock. Chris and Jeff, talk it out. <laughs> okay, so my original response was, was Cousteau's Gone Wild. We don't think it's that. Nope. No, we don't think it's that. Um, um, we did. So we did count down Cousteau's Down Under too, right? Yeah, that sounds a little too adult filmy to me. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> okay. we figured this is pre Carl Sagan, right? This is before Cosmos and all that. Yeah. So, and that to me, that's like the first mass-produced media that I can think of that really kind of dealt with the world outside of the outside of the Earth. It's got to be like so. I'm thinking this is classic. Like, it's got to be something right? terrestrial. Yeah. So, and you had said what that the an, that the the shows are usually named after animals. I could have sworn I watched these in like high school. My teachers would put on these old ass movies, and they were just like named after like animals and things. Okay, so like, what are the animals? And you also brought up the Jungle Cruise. So I'm trying to think like it, I don't think it's Jungle Cruise, but I'm trying to think like what animals are on Jungle Cruise. I think I remember a hippo. There's definitely hippos, giraffes. Hyenas, lions, gorillas. What a, could it be? Headhunters. Like, like, there's got to be a reason the freaky tiki room's a thing. Could it be like a freaking toucan? <sighs> Who goes to that? My grandparents. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. I honestly have no idea. I'm tr the only way I can get there is to try to think if there's got to be something at a Disney park that's got something to do with the answer. If it's going to be named after an animal. But that's that's the, as close to logic as I'm gonna get. Let's go with hippo headhunters. Let's just go with hippopot or hippos. Hippos, the hippos. 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 If it's hippo headhunters. I'll buy you a bottle of bourbon. 
Is that a lock? Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. It's as close to one as you're going to get. <laughs> Chris and Jeff locked with hippos. Mike and Nikki? So I'm 75 to 80% sure that this is probably the documentary short that's the source of the myth about lemmings uh, following each other over the cliff, which was actually staged. Uh, it might, I think it was probably part of the series, so it might not have actually been the Academy Award winner one, but that was all we had to go on. So we said Journey of the Lemmings. Journey of the Lemmings. Stu and Steven? We're also kind of hoping it's the one where we fake the mass lemming suicide. I'm pretty sure that one was like Arctic or Canadian creatures. So I think it was called White Wilderness. Something like that, maybe. What White Wilderness? That's what you're locking with? White Wilderness, yes. Okay. This film was shot in Alaska. Walt found the people of Alaska to be quite boring, but he found the nature uh, intriguing. And this is Seal Island. Okay. Oh. Did it involve lemmings in any way? Okay. No. <laughs> okay, so we, yeah, I was not at all. all right. Now there there are fourteen other uh, true life adventure series. Um, I think the one that you might be thinking of is um, either in Beaver Valley or... No, it's definitely in Beaver Valley. Uh, you can just stop there. I'm, I'm just... Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one Before that Before they is. get more suggestive, uh, we'll just stop there. <laughs> or if that even is one. I don't know. All right. <laughs> All righty. This is going real well. No points. Question number four. This legendary Academy Award-winning songwriting duo, known for creating songs heard throughout the Disney parks and dozens of films, both Disney and non-Disney, were the only songwriters Walt ever had on contract with the studio. Yeah, we'll yeah, lock. We're, we're locked. Jeff and Chris are locked. Yeah. Steven are good too. Fuck yeah. A new one. Stu and Steven are locked too. Mike and Nikki talk it out. I, I totally pulled that out of my ass. Well, I mean, I, really it's, it's, the, it's the ones from Mary Poppins, but I don't. Right, yeah, but, I don't. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I. You want to do that then? I mean, I, that's it, I like. I, said, I don't remember that from the movie, but I just that was a, that was a songwriting duo that popped into my head. I, I don't know their names. I know it's the people from Mary Poppins. Yeah. that's all I remember. So if you want to go with Learn, Learner and Low, that's Learner, what popped Learner, in my head. Right, so. Learner and Low. Stu and Steven? We went with the Sherman that's, brothers. Ah, fuck, that's who I was trying to think of. Jeff and Chris. Uh, we also went with the Sherman Brothers. Sorry. Was there a bonus on that? No bonus on that one. I remember there being a documentary that Kevin Smith talked about that was about the Sherman Brothers. He said it was amazing. I'm assuming it's, it's on Disney Plus. I don't know what it's, it's called. called yes, it's called The Boys. It's fantastic. It's I highly boys. recommend it. 
I recommend watching The Boys on Amazon Prime. <laughs> that also. But the documentary <laughs> about the Sherman brothers and their quite tumultuous relationship is uh, called The Boys. It's fantastic. Your correct answer are Robert and Richard Sherman, the Sherman brothers. We'll Jeff, take the points. <laughs> we've got points finally. Sorry. Yeah, Lerner and Lowe are thinking music. I don't. I, I just know. They're, 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 like, they're, like, they're like a book in music. I can never remember people's name. I mean, I knew who she was talking about, but I couldn't pull it Yeah, that's all right. Your score is going into halftime. Are Jeff and Chris with 36 points, Mike and Nikki with 32, and Stu and Steven with 60 points. Your halftime. I'm going to give you five movies. You tell me if they're fresh or rotten. For a movie to be considered fresh, it must be over 60%. Can you tell me if this Disney animated movie is certified fresh or rotten? Your movies are Robin Hood, 1973, The Emperor's New Groove, A Goofy Movie, Dumbo, and Planes. Dumbo is the original. I'm good with that. We'll lock in. Mike and Nikki can lock in. Jeff, I'm good with yours. I, I we we agree on four of the five, and I'll I will agree to disagree on that other one because I think that movie is terrible. Yeah, I think that's a little opinion there. Um, okay, we're locked in. Oh yeah. All right, Stu and Stephen, talk it out. I think we might actually be good. Yeah, let's um let's review real quick though, since we can say it out loud. Um, that's true. What do we want to say? Robin Hood fresh. Mm-hmm. New Groove, groove, Fresh, fresh. Goofy, Rotten, despite the fact that it's a great movie. Yes. Dumbo, Fresh, Planes, Rotten. That's what I'm agreeing with. Okay, I'll go with that. If Planes is fresh, I'm leaving this podcast forever. (laughs) Yeah, if Planes is fresh, then, like, I don't know what to believe anymore. (laughs) Jeff and Chris? Jeff and Chris? All right, we went um, fresh, rotten, fresh, fresh, rotten. Nailed it. Fresh, rotten, fresh, fresh, rotten? Yep. Okay. Cool. And Mike and We went with what they said. Fresh, rotten, fresh, fresh, rotten? Okay. Efficiency. Hmm. I'm pleased to aim. Your answers. <laughs> Robin Hood, probably one of my favorite Disney animated films. Comes in at 54% yep. rotten. You were right. Yep, you were right. Whoa. Yeah, yeah I, she, I, I had a feeling. Really? Yeah, she turned to me and she said, shoot, I bet Robin Hood's rotten what? because it did get panned. That's correct. Wow. Is it because he didn't wear pants? <laughs> well, Pooh Bear didn't wear pants and he did pretty well. Donald Duck didn't wear pants and he still wraps a towel around his waist when he gets out of the shower. Yep. Nothing makes sense. No. Because <laughs> Disney. The Emperor's New Groove is fresh at 85%. Yeah. In this, what this fucking universe? I Does, like that movie. I, I like I the Emperor's New Groove too, but rated People love the Emperor's higher than I can't explain Hood. it, but they do. Yeah, it's not better than Robin Hood, no. but Robin Hood's just judged improperly. A goofy movie gotten a unanimous fresh. <laughs> and it's rotten. 
but it comes in at 58% rotten. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Vindication is mine. Oh, wait. I'm so sorry. What? St- Stephen and Sue did say rotten. Disregard. I got the, I was looking at a different question. To be fair, Chris said rotten as well. He just, you know. Chris did say rotten, but that was just his opinion what, on it. Was was it the Bigfoot thing that totally ruins the rest of the movie? Because that's my guess. I'm thinking it's the Bigfoot thing that totally ruins the rest of the movie. <laughs> no, it's when the movie started. You mean the when they the have the opportunity to introduce High Dad Soup and it reaches a new emotional core? Is that what you're complaining <laughs> about? I'm complaining about the lead up to that that features fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> Let's power line our way through this. And then he's falling asleep on the car, and there's just drool everywhere. (laughs) Dumbo. Comes in at 98% fresh. Finally, we get one. Points for everybody there. Planes. I swear to Again. Another unanimous vote. And you are all correct. That is 25% rotten. Yeah, that one was totally ripped. I, no. I knew that one. was. That was 100%. the one. A quarter of critics said, oh. Round number three. Making dreams come true. Question number one. Walt Disney imagined a place where kids and adults could have fun together while he was sitting on a bench watching his daughters ride on a merry-go-round in this Los Angeles park. You can still visit this exact same carousel which is open on weekends year-round. Okay, we can lock. All right, we'll lock in. Jeff and Chris, talk it out. I'm so mad. This is what you call a one-sided conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's mostly me trying to remember answers and Chris just saying things at me. Um, but I'm really pissed because I know that we just talked about this park the other day in our various Disney dealings in life. Um, and I for life and we can't remember it. Um, the only thing that's coming to mind is MacArthur Park. And I don't know if that's just like m- memory magic or... No, I've, I've heard of MacArthur before, obviously outside of, you know, World War II. Uh, I just don't know where I've heard that before. Yeah, I but just... I don't have anything... Better to add to the proceedings. I mean, I could picture it. I know it was out by his house out there in California. Um, I just for the life of me cannot remember what it was called. So the best I got is MacArthur Park. I'm good with that. All right. All right. We got Jeff and Chris locking with MacArthur Park. Mike and Nikki. Someone left the cake out in the rain. And I don't think I can take it. Because it took so long to bake it. And I'll never have that recipe. I'm not even going to try and hit that note. Uh, <laughs> MacArthur Park's a song. You it might also be a park. That is not at all what we locked in with. Um, we didn't know. We had no idea. We just said the Long Beach Carousel. But when you say MacArthur Park, you're damn right I'm going to sing. <laughs> Stu and Steven. Go for it. Yeah, the only park in L.A. we could think of was Griffith Park. So, Griffith Park. One of you have the right answer. And it's not Chris and Jeff. If it's Mike and Nikki, I'm going to laugh. Your correct answer is Griffith Park. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Is there an observatory (laughs) at Griffith Park? Nice job, Stephen. There is the... Because, like, Griffith Park Observatory, Observatory is the thing that's popping into my head. Well, there's the Gr- 
There's the Griffith Park Zoo. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff at Griffith okay. Park. It's huge. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I still like MacArthur Park. I'm going there. Well, I like the parody Jurassic Park. I wouldn't. It's frightening in the dark. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Stephen, for seconding my motion. Question number two. In 1954, Walt Disney signed a contract with this major television network to produce a one-hour television program in exchange for $500,000 investment in Disneyland. Bonus five points if you can tell me what the name of the TV show was. Mike and Nikki are going to lock in. That's ducking. Oh. Mike and Nikki are locked. Yeah, we're going to lock too. Stu and Steven, talk it out. So we're feeling pretty confident that it was ABC, and we're trying to decide if it was like the Disneyland show or if it was the Wonderful World of Color. I'm still thinking. I think you're right with Wonderful World of Color. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what year that started, but I know that was a show that feels like around that time. So ABC, Disney's The Wonderful World of Color. Mike and Nikki? Uh, we also locked in with ABC. We felt pretty sure about that. I, Nikki did anyway. Um, and the only show we could that I, it might have been a little later, but we just we said the Mickey Mouse Club. And Jeff and Chris. Um, yeah, this one I felt pretty confident about. Um, and me and Chris agreed that it was ABC. And I am pretty sure that it was the wonderful world of Disney. So everyone is picking up points. No one is picking up bonus points. Mm -hmm. This TV show was Disneyland. It aired from 1954 to 1958. Oh, that rings a bell. Wonderful World of... uh, The Disney's Wonderful World of Color didn't air until 1961. And it's aired on NBC. So in 1959, Roy O. Disney bought out ABC's one-third investment in Disneyland for $7.5 million. You sure it wasn't called The Wonderful World of Disney? Yes. <laughs> Wonderful I could have that on that Imagineering show. Wonderful World of Disney aired in 1969 to 1979. Nah, bullshit. <laughs> Stop the kid. But hey, you, you all get 10 points. I say that's a win. I say that's a loss because we gain zero ground. <laughs> Question number three. Founded by Walt Disney in 1952, Walt Disney Imagineering is the creative force behind the memorable Disney experiences that connect and inspire across generations and borders. What was the original name for the Imagineering department? Yep, I'm good with that. All right. Me too. We're going to lock it. It's, I mean, I, Jeff Newsom. I guess we can Jeff lock. Newsom, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know that we have anything to say. We've both been sitting here silently going, what? like, what? <laughs> right. Um. Well, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Right. I mean, if I, I feel like I might have heard this. Like, I feel like I mean, something about it was ringing a bell. Like, like I've heard this in somewhere before. I mean, for all I know, I learned it like a Disney traditions class. Right, like, exactly. Fifteen years ago. Right. Um, but um, I mean, 
in y'all's defense, you, you Disney performers do drink, did drink a lot. Like, you party. <laughs> well, I mean, but like Disney, like the Disney traditions, it was one day. I mean, we learned a lot of stuff. I, yeah, and I then, know. And then, like, you forget it all. Right. <laughs> I mean, like I said, this was one class 15 years ago. No, I know. Um, and some of the stuff I'm not allowed to say, otherwise... You know that Ooh. Disney's listening. So, oh, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say some of the stuff I learned. Always. Right. <laughs> Disney's um, listening. Amazon's listening. Walls. But as a as a former Disney cast member, I do not remember hearing anything about them not being Imagineers. So, <laughs> All right. So um, you want to you do my plan and just say it's a trick question? It's a trick question. And they They've were always, always called been Imagineers. the Imagineers. There you go. <laughs> All right. We've got like Nikki that. and Mike locking with they were always Imagineers. Chris and Jeff. Um, I did some research while walking on the treadmill the other day and restarted rewatching the Imagineering story. Um, and as long as you worded this question correctly and I'm not confused, it should be Wed Im- Enterprises. Stu and Steven. He went with the dream team. <laughs> okay. Stu and Steven with the dream team. So in 1952, Walt incorporated this division as its own company and is Wed Enterprises. No, actually, that sounds really familiar. Walter Elias Disney Enterprises. Final question in round four, or round three. Final question in round three. (laughs) Mary Blair was a prolific artist. Her vibrant colors and stylized designs brought eye-appealing flair to children's books, advertisements, theatrical set designs, movies, and large-scale theme park murals and attractions such as this idealistic dark ride. Uh, Yeah, we're locked. Okay, we've got Jeff and Chris locked. I think we can lock. Mike and Nikki, talk it out. I mean, I mean, the only dark ride I can think of at like Disney World is Space Mountain, but is which that is like, not idealistic? Really idealistic and like, or are, I mean, I mean, it's oh, what about um, no, maybe like Figment? I mean, that's not really dark though. If I knew what Figment is, I would it's be like able Figment to weigh in. Imagine I don't know. She said, um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Dark. The only dark ride I I can think of is Space Mountain. Yeah, but I don't know how idealistic. Yeah, that is. <laughs> and I don't know how like animated it is. It's more like they're in right. Space. Exactly. It's exactly. Not really, that's, that's... Like, it's not animated. Right. Um, it's animated dark ride. Unless it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. Um. It's not really dark. I don't think of that as ideal. It's I think it, I think it's dark, but I don't think of it as idealistic. Um, just to clarify, you did say idealistic, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Idealistic. Yeah. The, the yeah, ideals. You know, profit at all costs. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I don't know. Uh, could it be like the the? Was it? Um, 
you know, the, the, the ride at Epcot where you go through the thing and you see the wet, like the. Oh, missions. Oh, no, not it's mission, not mission space. space. Uh, it's the, the other one. Earth. Uh, uh, spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. That's the one yeah. I was thinking of. That's at least, that at least has ideals. It like has this idea that humanity might actually be getting better and not worse. Well, um, it makes sense. There's sort of like some animated things. In yeah. There, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That doesn't. I don't. I mean, I guess it's kind of. I mean, it's in the dark. I guess you're in the. Dark. I mean, you're in the. You're in the dark when you do yeah. it, aren't you? Aren't you? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we can go with a spaceship Earth, or. It's up to you. I don't. I don't. Sure. All right, spaceship Earth. All right, Mike and Nikki with spaceship Earth. Stu and Steven. We went with uh, It's a Small World. It's not a dark ride. Stu and Steven with It's a Small World. Jeff it's and Chris. Ride. Uh, yes, It's a Small yeah, World. Yeah, we have exceedingly different definitions of dark. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys were thinking too much on the <laughs> physical dark and not the definition of dark ride. I like drinking. Dark ride that they use where it's just simply indoors. Oh, so, yeah, that was not a thing I, that I, I was, I was so If stuck she had on said indoor ride, yes. it would have been a completely yeah, different conversation. Right. Well, dark rides are not just indoor, are just not dark rides. They can take place outside, like Expedition Everest. They just have to have a strong narrative and ghost trains that uh, take guests through an attraction. Oh, so <laughs> I just literally thought like, <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mary Blair is well known for her color. Um, Small World is beautifully colored. Um, it was kind of non-traditional at the time. <laughs> uh, and her one of her most famous artworks is in the contemporary. There's a huge mural that you can see um, when you're on the monorail. Uh, so the correct answer is it's a small world. Woohoo! Good job. All right, score update. We've got Stu and Steven in the lead with 106 points. Jeff and Chris with 74 points. And Mike and Nikki with 50 points. Round number four. Completing the dream without the dreamer. On May 12th, 1967... Governor Claude Kirk signed into law new legislation creating this multi-purpose district that provides essential public services, regulates building codes, land use, and environmental protections, and tries to provide direction for the efficient operation of Walt Disney World property. All right, we'll lock in. Mike and Nick, you're locked. Okay, we can lock. Jeff and Chris, talk it out. Uh God. The thing that pisses me off is it's like on all the trucks and it's the fucking power plant and God I know. Uh Acme. <laughs> uh that might be as good as a guess as we have. I just can't think of no, I know. We are, I, I can. I can. I, I've seen the when I go to Disney. The handful of times I've been there, you're like, "What's you that know, thing?" Since I, 
Yeah, I didn't know what it was, and so I've never paid too much attention to it to actually memorize what it says. Yeah, it's like the whole city infrastructure is named this, and I cannot, for the life of me, recall it. Come on. It's something like, no, not Cyprus. It's something, uh, I got nothing. Cyprex? What? Cyprex? No. No. I'm so pissed. Um, how about So you're saying Cyprus is it is it possibly named after a tree? No. I don't think so. Okay. It wouldn't make any sense if it was, so. I mean it might be, but cuz there's like Golden Oak and there's all these other properties out there. I just don't know of the actual company. <sighs> all right, I don't know. I got nothing. I don't either. Um, you want to go Cypress? Cypress Hill. Okay. That works for me. All right. We got Jeff and Chris at Cypress Hill. Mike and Nikki. So I was, I, I kind of, I think, misunderstood the question in a way. At first, I, uh, we locked in. We locked in with Lake Buena Vista. Um, being that that's the whole area, but I actually now I'm thinking, I think I was wrong. I think it might be Reedy Creek, but we locked in with Lake Buena Vista. One of which people have heard of and the other was. Well, no I just, I, I got, I forgot that she said come like company. I, I, you know, so. Stu and Steven. So we went ahead and locked in with the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which I'm pretty sure is the actual title of the land Disney World sits on. Your correct answer is Reedy Creek Improvement District, (laughs) where you can find the city of Lake Buena Vista. (laughs) Uh, And it used to have celebration, but then it was annexed. So no longer part of the Reedy Creek Creek District. Uh, I've actually heard that before, too. That's what irks me. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. Stu and Steven I'm picking, picking up myself points. now. It was, it was my, I, my fault. Question number two of round four. Imagineer Leota Toombs is famous for being the face of Madame Leota. However, she is not the voice as hers was high, too high pitched. The opportunity to voice Madame Leota was given to Eleanor Audley. What two Disney animated characters did Audley voice before her animated before her Haunted Mansion debut in 1969. Name one. Bonus five points if you can give me both. Yeah, we're we're locked in. Jeff and Chris are locked, correct? Yep. Okay. We can lock. Oops, Stu and Steven are locked. Mike and Nikki, talk it out. Okay, I had six, for some reason I had six late 60s in my head. Um, I mean... Before 1960, it could have been like Cruella de Vil. Um, it could have been, I'm, I'm thinking of like, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be major uh, Disney female animated characters. She said, and how many did she say? She, two. Two. So we need two. to name both of those? I, ideally, if, if, we, if we want bonus points. Um, I'm trying, I'm just, th- I'm thinking of Disney animated films from the 1960s. Uh, no, that's fine. Just do Corella I don't. I don't know. Um, 
and Madam Wim, Madam Mim. Let's do those two. Okay. I think Sword in the Stone was actually 70s, but. Okay, we're going with Corella and Mad Madam Mim. Stu and Steven. Yeah, um, absolutely. One of them is Maleficent. And then for our second one, we're guessing Lady Tremaine from Cinderella. Jeff and Chris. Yeah, the only one I knew of was uh, Maleficent. Um, but I like uh, I like the Cruella de Vil guess. I just didn't have it. So we're just locking in with Maleficent. And your correct answer is Maleficent and Lady Tremaine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you, if you hear it, you can you can absolutely hear that it's yeah, her no, voice. Yeah, like once you said it, I can see minute, it. Yeah. We can't we can't just say the stepmother, we have to be like Lady Tremaine. <laughs> <laughs> I would have taken stepmother from Cinderella. I'm sorry, I'm just, who did you say? Okay, thank Mad, God. Mad I didn't know who Mim? I didn't know who Lady Tremaine was. Mad Madame Mim from Sword yeah, and Stone. I've never even heard of that one, so I actually guessed Madame Mim with Stephen. <laughs> yeah, really? I, I, th- I, I think Sword in the Stone was later. Yeah. That's the that was. It, yeah. I just I was just pulling. Yeah, something. It, it was seventies. Mm-hmm. I think it was seventy two or seventy four. Yeah, it was later. I wasn't born. <laughs> None of us were. Question number three, round four. In nineteen sixty one, Walt and Roy guided the merger of the Chouinard Arts. Institute and the Los Angeles Conservatory of Music to create a multidisciplinary community of the arts built around the real life experience of working with artists instead of the conventions of a traditional academy. Nearly a decade later, Roy finally brought one of Walt's most cherished visions to completion when this university opened for its first academic year in 1970. That's it. Wow, look at that. We're going to lock in. Jeff and Chris are locked. Uh, I think Stu and Steven can lock in. Mike and Nikki talk it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm stuck on that. If it's we're we're just stuck on location. I mean, they're in California, so I'm trying to think something in California. My my guess is maybe Juilliard because that was an all kind of an all arts, you know, school. Right. Um, but that's in New York, right? Um, so I don't know like of an all kind of inclusive arts university in California. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's one, I'm sure there is one. Oh no. Yeah. There's quite a few arts and crafts schools in California. Um, but that is considered a university and right. Cause Juilliard is a university. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. No, Julie, but I think it's Juilliard university. Like it's in mm-hmm. the name. I'm pretty sure it's in the name. Um, I don't, I don't know of any, I can't, I can't think of any, when I think of Southern California universities, I'm like the UC schools and USC. Um, I don't know any of the small, like, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have any, anything to go on really. Um, we can just say Juilliard. I think that's fine. I don't that's fine i don't i don't know yeah we, we we yeah we don't we don't really know so we'll just say juilliard all right mike and nikki locking with juilliard chris and jeff 
So I'm a big Weird Al fan, um, and I know there was a, a song that he did called Party in, Party in the CIA, so I think it's the California Institute of the Arts. Stu and Steven? <laughs> uh, we had no clue, so we went with USC. <laughs> you could also visit the classroom A113 in this school if you went for graphic that's, design. That's what... Yeah, that's what we were t talking about. Uh, that was why we guessed it. Oh, I just went to an art. I just went to one of the only art schools in California I could name. So, <laughs> so one of Walt's famous quotes: "Cal Arts is the principal thing I hope to leave when I move on to greener pastures. If I can help provide a place to develop the talent of the future, I think I will have accomplished something." Cal Arts, California Institute of the Arts, is your correct answer. Nicely yeah. done. Nicely done. I'll take it. Question. Oh, do we want a score update before I go into question four or? I don't think we need one. No, we're good. Okay. <laughs> I think we it's know. brutal. Question number four, round four. Roy O. Disney assumed command of the unnamed Florida project after Walt's death in order to complete it in Walt's honor. To do so, Walt deferred his own retirement at great personal cost. He would never truly get to enjoy retirement, as he would pass away from an intracranial hemorrhage shortly after opening day of Walt Disney World. What year did Roy die? Bonus five points if you can give me the month. Okay, we will lock in. We too will lock in. Mike and Nikki, talk it out. Okay. That's not, that right. That that makes sense. So I think this. So I think Disney World opened. And it's it's early I early seventies. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just not. Uh, my brain is not working right now. Um, I think they opened in like seventy five or something like that. Like you late. think it was, was it that late? Okay, I mean, it was later later than that. Something later like that. I mean. Well, if you remember, I mean, if you remember going to the twentieth. I remember there being something about like the twentieth, maybe when we went, like it was the year or something. I don't remember. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I I want to say Disney World opened in like seventy five, seventy six. Yeah, 70, 70, 75 sounds right. We'll say. I mean, it's a little earlier, a little later. I mean, it's somewhere right in there. I don't know, but yeah. um. Okay. So well, I would say Roy died around that time if he died when Disney World opened. So right. We'll say. 70, she said the same year Disney World opened, right? She just said. Shortly after Disney. Shortly World after Disney. Okay, yeah, so, so presumably say around the same yeah, year. So presumably. We'll, we'll say 75. Sure. 1975. Yeah, it's like 75 or 75. Just to be clear. Yeah. You want to guess a month? Uh, oh, did she say a month? Yeah, I, if, month I get thing. bonus points if I'm not sure. February. Why not? What? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Stu and Steven? So I'm pretty sure Disney World opened in 71. So we said 72, and then Stu, for some reason, thought March might be the idea. So March of 72. Chris and Jeff? Yeah, I was somewhat confident, actually, that it opened in 71. I had no idea on the, on the month, so Jeff had a little bit of a... Uh confidence there i'll let him talk through that yeah i just know that a bunch of disney's died and or were born in december so i just went with december what year that reminds me 71 uh if it would 
shortly after the Walt Disney World opened, yeah, 71. 71 in December, correct? If it was seven, if it was December 70, it'd be a little weird. Fun fact, the only Disney not born in December is Roy. Roy died in December of 1971. Picking up 15 points. All right. Heading into the wager round. Our scores are Mikey Nikki with 50 points. Chris and Jeff with 109 points. Stu and Steven with 131 points. All right. Final round. We're going to have three questions. You can wager any or all of your points. If you get it wrong, you lose those points. Your cat your ca- your categories are the mysterious insignia, imagineering legend, and the great beyond. Do we need that's those best, again? That's the best logic I have, Jeff. Have you watched Soul yet? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. The Mysterious Insignia, Imagineering Legend, and The Great Beyond. Go ahead and talk amongst yourself. Uh, I'll just take it on honor point, honor system here. Uh, what you wager. Do we all have wagers in? Yes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep, yes. we're all Okay. Locked. All right. Question number one, the mysterious insignia. The partner statue is not the only place you can find this mysterious insignia that is most often found on Walt's ties. The symbol can be found, be spotted in his portrait hanging in the Hall of Presidents during several of his television appearances and even in the film Saving Mr. Banks. This strange emblem reads STR, but what does it stand for? Okay, we can lock. All right, Stu and Steven are locked. I'm like a solid 68%, maybe 74. That was better than my grades in high school, so let's do it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's, 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 it's okay. Whatever you think, I don't care. Um, I'm trying to come up with something funny, and I'm drawing a blank. Uh, sure, you I, said star stars to reach. Sorry. Star yeah, stars to reach. Stars to reach. That's yeah. that's right. That's that's that is what I said. I I forgot I said that jokingly. Right. That's still better than than the string of vulgarities I was trying to come up with. And what was your wager? <laughs> uh, zero. Okay. Jeff and Chris. Jeff. Well, Chris nailed this one right on the uh, tip. Um, and no, I think, unfortunately, I've watched enough of the Imagineering story, which I'm really glad I did at this point, 
that I think this was one of his homes he had to sell to help fund Disneyland. Um, And I think it was Smoke Tree Ranch. Um, But it was in that first or second episode. So I'm hoping that's right. And what was your wager? We, um, We wagered 109 points. Okay. Stu and Steven. So God help us. Uh, so I had heard this trivia somewhere too, and I was pretty sure it was a ranch, but I thought it was like shade tree ranch. So that's what we said. Shade tree. And what was your wager? We wagered 65. 65 points. 65 points. I don't think they can catch up. I think Chris and Jeff just fucking won. Smoke Tree Ranch was Walt's vacation home. It is made up of an enclave of privately owned homes and rentable guest cottages on a 375 acre of natural desert in Palm Springs, California. (laughs) Nice, fool. Way to torpedo any That was incredible. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did we get that right? You did. You did. <laughs> you did, Chris. Good job, Chris. <laughs> wow. I'm loving the coat with the roof and the coattails over here. It's great. Wow. Wow. That's nice pull. I am glad I watched that. Had I known there was homework I could have done before this, I might have watched it. But <laughs> I knew there was homework. Uh, yeah, it's Disney. You can pretty much watch it. anything. <laughs> I thought I thought this was like on the movies. <laughs> so, oh, oh. <laughs> that's what I thought too. Uh, yeah. It's okay, Walt. Sorry, guys. I don't do movie trivia. <laughs> yeah. Well, we found that out. <laughs> Question number two. Imagineering legend. A former vice chairman and principal creative executive of Walt Disney Imagineering, over the span of his 53-year career, this dedicated torchbearer of Walt Disney's philosophy developed industry-sponsored shows and pavilions at the 64 and 65 New York World's Fair, oversaw the creative development of Epcot Center, and is the only person to have attended the grand opening of every Disney park. Locked in. We'll lock in. <laughs> Stu and Steven, go ahead and talk it out. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> the only person no to attend the grand opening of every Disney park. So they were there like all the way through from Disneyland to like Shanghai. Oh, shit. Maybe. I mean, that's... Who is that? I got no clue who this is. Yeah. I mean, I can't even think of any sort of like higher up name uh, that comes to mind. I mean, I, yeah, I got nothing. Um, what's just like, what's a famous Imagineer? It's going to have to be an old one, too. Um, no, I, I I have no clue. I don't know who I would guess. I can't even think of any names. So, yeah, I'm going to guess Mickey Mouse because I'm pretty sure he was at the opening of all of them. 
All right, Stu and Steven with Mickey Mouse. How many points did you wager? Zero. Mike and Nikki, what was your answer? And we just guessed Michael Eisner. I mean, yeah, it was the only major big wig that we could think of in Disney that had been around for a long time. And how many points did you wager? Zero. Okay. Jeff and Chris? Uh, we went with Bob Costas. Bob Costas, okay. And we how sure many did. points did you... <laughs> I, I'm assuming you wagered zero points since you went all in on that one question. <laughs> uh, can I have a guess, though, just to, to see? Was yes. it Slar? Your correct answer is Marty Scalar. He passed away in his Hollywood Hills home in, in 2017. He was with the company <laughs> for 53 years. Thank you. I'll take names I've never heard for 500, Alex. <laughs> Marty Sklar, Bob Gurr. No? Nope. Joe Rody. Okay. Joe Rody, yeah. Nope. Nope. Okay. Michael nope. Eisner. <laughs> Definitely. I can't, Michael Eisner um, was a, a CEO, yes. I can't recommend the Imagineering story enough. <laughs> and this is a documentary it's on Disney Plus yes. on Disney Plus it's a series yep sorry it is all, a really good series I all, all we too. get to watch is Mickey Mouse Clubhouse over and over uh, and ooh, over and miserable. I occasionally squeeze in the Mandalorian ooh. and now WandaVision <laughs> so yeah yeah oh. oh WandaVision so good Question number three. If we get to the 90s and it's not the full house house, I'm going to riot. <laughs> <laughs> but but what if it's family matters or. It is a rare condition in this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> Question number three. The great beyond. We have all heard the asinine rumor that Walt was cryogenically frozen after his death in 1966. But do you know where his ashes are entombed? What is the name of the privately owned cemetery in Glendale, California, that is the final resting place for hundreds of celebrities and is known for its stunning grounds, a world-renowned art museum, and an extraordinary statuary? We can lock. Stu and Steven are locked. It's quite obvious we bet zero, so just pick a damn cemetery. Yeah, just pick some. All is done. <laughs> just pick somewhere, please, Jeff. We'll lock in. Mike and Nick, you're locked. Go ahead and talk it out for just for the, the hell of it. Um, <laughs> to the Los Angeles National Cemetery, and he goes, national question mark? <laughs> thought he was on to something, but national doesn't make sense. The Los Angeles Memorial Cemetery, then. I don't care. All right. I know you want to get the answer right, but I... I like Mulholland Drive. I feel like there's a cemetery off Mulholland, and I don't know what it's called, but I thought I remembered there being celebrities buried there. But I have no idea what the name of the cemetery would be. I could just be remembering this from the movie Mulholland Drive, and that may not even be accurate. I could be thinking of... Um, Angels in the God, Outfield. Really bad movie. Hollywoodland or... It wasn't Hollywoodland. Doesn't matter. La La Land. Los Angeles Memorial Cemetery. Okay. Mike and Nikki? 
Well, my favorite celebrities are dinosaurs, so we said the Labre tar pits. Stu and Steven. The Labre tar pits are. Ice Age, you get like Smilodons and Mastodons, but I that's neither here nor there. I, I think um, uh, I think it's called Forest Lawn. That's what I want to say. Mike and Nikki, what was your wager? Uh, we wagered zero on that one as well. Okay, and Stu and Stephen, what was your wager? Sixty-five. So it is Hollywood Hills location. You'll find Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds and Michael Jackson. But at their Glendale uh, location of Forest Lawn Memorial Park, you'll find Walt Disney. Nicely done. Good pull. Well done, guys. Good job. Your final well, score. We did good, but we were no match for the Disney trivia genius that is Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys don't know. He answered at the same time as me multiple times. There was like a solid four or five. <laughs> yeah, and three of those were wrong, but we'll take it. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Your final scores. Third place, Mike and Nikki with 50 points. Second place, Stu and Steven with 131 points. First place, Chris and Jeff with 218 points. Nicely done, Jess. I'm so glad you didn't make me do the Great nice. Beyond one, Chris. Good job. I was really, that was, uh, yeah. Chris was like, uh, I really feel good a... about that one. Like, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know that one. It's a, that's an REM song. We should have gone with the freaking Imagineering one, the Imaginarium one. We would have, you apparently knew that answer. Yeah, it was all over the show. Uh, it's been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience, everybody. Find us on Instagram or Facebook, Pub Trivia Experience, on Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod. As always, PubTriviaExperience.com. You want to be a part of the show, reach out to us, PubTriviaExperience at gmail.com, or apparently, because we've had people doing this now, send us a message right there on Facebook. It comes right to my phone, and I will get back to you if I'm not busy within um, a week or two, right? <laughs> Roughly. Hopefully. Hmm. Roughly-ish. Yeah. Um. Everyone, if you have not done so already, if you're enjoying the show, uh, it takes a lot for us to kind of put this together. Leave us a five-star rating. Write us a review on iTunes. That would be great. Tell your friends. Tell your family. I think tonight we actually kept it, for the most part, using language that Walt Disney would be somewhat okay with. We'll see how well you edit me. (laughs) (laughs) Valid point. But everyone, for the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I have been Jeff. I'm Marissa. Nikki. Mike. And Stu. And I'm Stephen. Don't forget, find our friends over at Things I Got Wrong. Anywhere you get podcasts, I guarantee you're going to have a good time. Also, I think Leah and I are going to be on one of your episodes coming up. So, uh, yeah, it's actually already been recorded. So by the time this comes out, it's probably going to be out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a really good episode, so don't miss it. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> always, always a good time and things I got wrong, too. Yeah, definitely check them out. It is. Thanks. It is. And thanks for having me again, too. I appreciate it. Stu, open invitation, my friend, whenever you want. But everyone, have yourselves a great week. Bye. Bye.